Robots Radio. Games, lore, stories, community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, the podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. isolated sector of our solar system, suspended in orbit around the sixth planet from our sun, lies a distant outpost, a technologically perfect world where mistakes are impossible, because the impossible is unthinkable. It is called Saturn III. Okay, okay, I, I have to cut in here. <laughs> that's uh, that's about as much as we want of that trailer. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, everybody. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm continuing this week with some more information about Nuka-Cola, because it is such a wonderful and also big topic in the Fallout universe. That trailer that you heard is for a movie called Saturn 3 from 1980. And you're probably wondering, 1980, That's isn't that a little bit late? for influences for fallout the whole retro futurism thing is based in like the 40s 50s early 60s and let me let me explain a little bit you see i've been doing some research here i talked about it last week about nuka girl and the influences on her character design and what they were really looking for to kind of mimic because a lot of the retro futurism in the Fallout games is based around real world stuff. Like on very early episodes, we talked about the movies that were influences and the novels that were influences uh, in the games that the uh, original creators really drew from. But that has continued with character designs and world design in even the more recent games, Fallout 4, Fallout 76. So I got curious about this. I was thinking about it. Nuka Girl, very iconic character. She like we discussed on the last episode became the dominant well character for nuka cola i mean she shows up on the billboards she's very much highlighted in nuka world especially in the galactic area there are models of her character in the world or at least they're i mean they're dummies right but they you know and then you can also get the outfit there's a lot going on with nuka girl So I got curious about this and I have spent probably more time than I should digging through old sci-fi movies to find what may be the influences for Nuka Girl. And I started in the 1950s and my journey has taken me to some really interesting places. Thus, the Saturn 3 trailer from 1980. It turns out that if you go back far enough, you don't actually get many characters or many female characters that resembled Nuka Girl in almost any way. You get you go back to the 30s and 40s early film. And of course, the, the time is very different there. So I, I start I kind of skipped over that stuff. There's really not a whole lot in sci fi to pull from in the 1930s and 40s, because as we know, with Fallout's influences, a lot of the sci-fi influences actually start in the 50s and 60s. So you jump forward to the 1950s and 
women at that time in film were often portrayed as well the the good guys the ones representing conservative american uh ideologies it's it's really interesting there's actually an article i found that goes into taking the male and female characters from sci-fi from this time period and the uh descriptive words that relate to the main characters in the those films and the female characters of the 1950s and 60s mostly represented positive words and themes so and this would have been positive themes for that time period so things like motherhood um virginity uh uh positive emotions they're often very trusting and very caring um uh, these kinds of things Uh, whereas the male characters it's a mix it's a very neutral mix you have both uh like the top two words were like savior and sin once you got past words just like men and women those kinds of things so the male characters fall on both sides of the equation the female characters often end up on the positive side and so that that relates in some ways we've got nuka girl she's she looks like a positive character she's she's like the hero of the nuka cola theme right like she's she looks like a swashbuckling character and so that made me think about buck rogers that made me think about some of these other these other movies, but I definitely fell down a hole. <laughs> I went looking for character designs that looked very similar to her. And it turns out that in the 1950s, there really aren't that many. Many times the women are the victims of the alien. In fact, I don't know how many creatures or aliens or robots I found carrying a woman who was passed out in their arms. This seemed like a very common theme for the time. I'm sure if you are familiar with that time period, then you might relate to that. But I I came across some that seemed close, but they weren't really right. And then I moved on to the 1960s. And the 1960s is a different time than the 1950s, obviously. Feminism arises and you end up with more characters, or at least more female characters in these movies that take on these predominant roles. They're they're not really the victims anymore. I mean, that definitely still exists, but some of the characters become protagonists in their own right. They become adventurers. And that seems like the right direction we're going with Nuke Girl. She looks like the captain of her own starship, but yet she still has this, you know, like midriff cropped top where she's a little bit sexually exploited in a way, in a, in a minor way when it comes to Nuke Girl. But when you actually look at the characters from the 1960s, skin is everywhere i mean this was the sexual revolution that you have these women who are either the alien characters in like star trek or you end up with like these short bikini tops and i i mean clearly the movie industry was exploiting this for at least the male eye you know the male public gaze i guess you could say um but then you end up with some other some other characters that seem a little bit closer to where I was going. So I needed to expand my search a little bit. This still wasn't really what I was looking for. I didn't find a character that looked that close. We were getting closer, but not exactly what I was looking for. So I expanded the scope out and it turns out that by the time you get to about the 1970s and then the early 1980s, you actually start to find characters that look like Nuka Girl. So 
in a way, she's kind of ahead of her time if the world of Fallout is based on an earlier time period. She's kind of pushing the envelope for social progress, I guess, in that world, which is interesting to think about. So I came across a few of these other movies. So we've got Saturn 3 and Saturn 3, the um, the main female character is Farrah Fawcett, who you probably recognize that name. And I was moving in the right direction. This movie is from 1980. She is she's got the blonde hair. She has in fact one in one scene she's actually wearing what looks like a black it's kind of a very typical sci-fi kind of outfit. Big shoulders, of course it was 1980. Some gloves with some cool lines on them in in blue on and with like silver on top of the uh, shoulders and the most of the outfit is black. But this thing is super low cut like it's cut very low down to, I guess, the bottom of her sternum before you, the zipper even starts because the collar goes so low and you get a lot of you get a lot of side boob. You get a lot of 80s makeup and it's, it's, we're getting close, but this wasn't quite it. That was the trailer you heard from the at the, at the intro. Then I found a movie called Star Crash 1978. So this is two years previous. And listen to this. Prepare yourself to enter a strange new world of amazing sights and sounds. Star Crash. From deep space, from the farthest reaches of the haunted universe, comes the supreme galactic spectacle. Star Crash. Rated PG. So this movie is kind of a, an interesting mix. It's got a little bit of that Buck Rogers thing. You've got uh, male and female characters in this film. Um, uh, basically, on these ships flying across the galaxy, fighting aliens. It, it, it looks a lot like that. The, the main female uh, character is Stella Starr, who is played by Carolyn Monroe. And... Again, we're still we're still in this realm of these women running around in these like bikinis. Basically, she's got like a bikini top, kind of a black leather outfit. But what separates her from the previous one is that she's she's wielding a blaster. She's running around in space doing awesome stuff. And on occasion, she actually wears what appears to be a spacesuit over top of this bikini outfit, which it kind of looks like a plastic bag, but it's still transparent. You can still see through it, whereas the male characters are completely covered up. W- wonderful time, the late 1970s. Um, but this still wasn't really exactly what I was going for, right? She's still a little bit more sexually exploited than Nuka Girl, but at least she has a blaster and she's running around. And this movie is very influenced by Star Wars. There's even scenes with like lightsabers in it like they they just took the concept of a lightsaber and stuck it in this movie Which uh, I don't know how George Lucas felt about that. So Let's move on to some other other films. What about Buck Rogers? I mean, I talked about Buck Rogers this idea of a swashbuckling Hero gallivanting around the universe. Maybe there are some female characters from that Well, it turns out in a movie called Happy Birthday Buck 1980, we have a character named Raylan Darren, played by Morgan Brittany, who looks a little bit closer to what I was looking for. She's 
she's one of the characters in the film. She's not the main uh, female character, but she's got a little bit more coverage, got some swashbuckling going around on, but still not really what I was looking for. These are sort of maybe semi influences, but there has to be something a little bit more on the nose. So my research continued and I came across probably the two movies that have the most influence on Nuka Girl. And surprisingly to me, I had to go back to the 1960s. I thought maybe some of these more recent films would be a little bit more on the, on the nose with the character. But it turns out that the 1960s was close enough. And I don't know why it took me a while to find these characters, because they seem like very popular movies. I probably should have gone to these movies initially. But here we go. Here's the first one. Meet the most beautiful creature of the future. Her name is Barbarella, and she makes science fiction something else. Jane Fonda is Barbarella. Barbarella is a five-star, double-rated astro-navigatrix Earth girl whose specialty is... Love! Shall I tell you what I would like? I think I know. Her top secret mission is a real wing-dinger. Many dramatic situations begin with screaming. Asuita Sonja! Asuita Sonja! Could you hand me a garment? See Barbarella do her thing with the nice angel. With the warm, friendly ice man. With a cold, evil black queen. Hello, pretty, pretty. With a charming hand-to-hand Romeo. Okay, that's that's enough of that. Oh my gosh, you guys need to look up the trailer for Bar- Barbarella if you haven't seen it. The, this is this is gold because this is so of the time period. The charming Romeo has the creepiest mustache, and there's definitely some like lesbian tones going on there at one point. Also, the sound effects are just so good, just so good. And then the, the repetitive phrase that the alien ladies say. There's actually two of them. They look like twins at one point. Go watch. Go watch this trailer now. Yes, obviously, this is a 1968, like, very sexually charged kind of movie that's trying to get these, like, I don't know, teenage boys into the theaters. But aside from that, you have a female protagonist. She carries the movie. She is the main character. And she's shooting giant robots with her blaster. And she, most of the time, she's clothed. Most of the time. And when she is, she has a white spacesuit on that looks very similar to Nuka Girl. Or I guess I should say Nuka Girl looks very similar to Barbarella. There's clearly some influence going on here. So 
Yes, we're chalking that one up. This one's actually a solid reference for Nuka Girl. She's also blonde, you know, Jane Fonda, like classic movie star. So, okay, so Barbarella, <laughs> we've got one. Now, what about, now thinking about this, let's go back to 1966 and Fantastic Voyage. Fantastic Voyage is a huge influence on the Fallout games. Everything from the design of the robots to the spaceships to the, to the spacesuits, all of that. And Raquel Welch, another famous movie star, another name that most of you will recognize, plays Cora. And when you look at the imagery of Cora, she is spot on. Other than the midriff like cut top, the white spacesuit, the belt. Now, she doesn't have the blonde hair, but she's really close, really close from a character design standpoint. Here, let's check out the trailer on this one. You are listening to the sound of a completely new screen experience, a startling new kind of excitement. As 20th Century Fox plunges you into the most incredible adventure that man could ever achieve. To make a motion picture that crosses a new frontier may seem impossible today. Outer space, the depths of the sea, the bowels of the earth, the past, the future, all have been subjects for the camera. But now, a film called Fantastic Voyage has broken through in an unexpected direction to create an adventure of astonishing suspense and beauty. One of the miracles of the universe. Its vital new story sweeps down from the sky. Then, it drops the bottom out of the world you know and understand. As a beleaguered nation desperate for survival launches a journey you can never erase from your memory. We need you for security purposes, Mr. Grant. They know they failed to kill Vanish. Security thinks they'll try again. First chance they get. So these trailers are pretty long. They're like three and a half minutes. But the next part is probably the most interesting part here. Listen to this. A woman has no place on a mission I this insist time. on taking my technician. You'll take along who I assign. Don't tell me who I'm going to work with. Four men and a beautiful girl. Off on a fantastic voyage. Actually entering inside the human body. Exploring an unknown universe. Unknown dangers. Four men and a beautiful girl. <laughs> Not even woman, just girl. Anyway, welcome to the 1960s. This film, for all of its social flaws, actually has a character who looks a lot like Nuka Girl. So I think we'll call that a win. The combination between the actual design of the character, the way this character looks, and then also Barbarella being this actual leading protagonist swashbuckler and then some of the other influences from some of those other movies uh, women with you know laser blasters going into space and adventuring on their own or at least with their crews so i think we've got pretty much the foundation for nuka girls character design now we don't get a whole lot else it's not like we have video of her in like some sort of trailer or movie or advertisement so much. I don't think we have anything like that in the Fallout games. Most of what we get are 
pictures of her. And then there's the line she speaks when you're in Nuka World. Cadets, I'm Nuka Girl, ace pilot. You ready for your first combat mission? Which, it's a little cheesy. Uh, you can tell that the character isn't like super fleshed out. Really, she was just kind of placed there with a character line for the for the park, for the theme park. This is just kind of what she says. So that's basically it. Now, if you know of any other influences that you think match Nuka Girl from these old movies, let me know. I did a lot of searching, but I definitely couldn't have combed every movie from the last, I don't know, 80 years. So let me know what you think about that. But tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. We've got some sponsors to thank, a review to read out. And then I've got a recipe I want to share with you guys uh, for your own way to make Nuka-Cola and some thoughts on it. So stay tuned. All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore to learn more. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and I get to thank a brand new patron. Uh, I think the name is Sana Major One. I think that's how you pronounce it. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Welcome aboard. And a big thank you to all 52 of you who helped support the show. You guys are the best. You helped make this a real career thing for me, and I appreciate it so very very much we have to give a big shout out to i'm the creeper this week for being our sentry bot tier patron and thank you to everybody so much if, if this show is helping you get through your work day your work week your work year your work millennium i don't know that's a little bit longer than i've been doing the show but you know if we're helping you out then go to patreon.com slash falloutlorecast to check out all the different tiers. You get different rewards. You can get ad-free episodes. You can join us on future episodes of the show. You can get stickers and t-shirts, custom designed stuff that is only for patrons that will never go up on the store. And I can't even own myself because it's only for patrons. So go check that stuff out. It's all on the Patreon and um, if you're if you're wondering what those T-shirts and stickers look like, you have to just kind of scroll down a number of posts to actually see the post with them on there. I wish there was an easier way to post it on there, but you can do that. Or, you know, just join us on the Discord and be like, hey, Tom, what do the T-shirts look like? I'm sure some of our patrons will be like, here's a picture of me wearing one. So you'll be able to see see those. Also, we have a new review this week. Um, this one comes from Cecily Hope in the United States, who writes a must listen for Fallout fans. 
Holy crap. Cecily, this is this is an amazing review. Thank you so much. This is by far the best Fallout podcast out there. I began listening about four years ago. Yeah, right when I started. And this show has been my podcast version of Dog Meat ever since. A faithful companion for work, play, and everything in between. Robots is a charismatic, and I just messed that word up, an intelligent guide (laughs) through all the various show formats. Even having played several games in the franchise multiple times, I've learned so much that I've missed, plus a great deal of background from the earliest Fallout games. Listening to the podcast has made my in-game experience that much richer and helped me explore more than I've ever been able to find myself. This show will make you laugh and challenge you on a philosophical level, all through a brilliant Fallout lens, of course. Thank you, Tom, for sharing your deep knowledge of Fallout lore and the world. Uh, with the world and creating an incredible community around it. The Fallout realm is better having you in it. Well, thank you so much, Cecily. This really, really does warm the cockles of my heart. I don't know why that phrase just popped in my head, but I figured I would go with it. Um, I appreciate you and everybody who takes the time to leave a rating and review. Uh, Just a reminder, if you are leaving reviews as a way of getting like shout outs on the show or I don't know, advertising your other projects, that's not really the best way to do it. I'm an approachable guy, but there are more traditional ways of doing that rather than trying to uh, use the reviews. So I appreciate you uh, going through the regular means of contacting me if that's something that you'd be interested in. Um, But thank you again to everybody who helps support the show. You guys are the best. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, we're back. Now, next week, I will be digging more into the individual flavors of Nuka-Cola, all the different variants out there, because we could do an entire episode on that. And I've got some thoughts on that. But as a teaser, before we get to that episode, I wanted to share something with you that I also found in my in my research that I thought was super interesting. And I've got some thoughts on this. So according to the WikiHow website, somebody named Jessica Gibson out there, who co-authored this article, has given us a means of creating our own Nuka-Cola. And I've got thoughts on this. So here, I'm going to go over the different uh, Nuka-Colas you can make according to this article and what that means, I guess. All right. So check this out. If you've been thinking about making your own Nuka-Cola, well, you're in luck because you can. Now, I'm just going to read the the title of or the main description here. It says, no fallout party is complete without a punch bowl full of Nuka-Cola. It's easy to make this sweet, highly caffeinated beverage. Just combine cream soda, Nuka-Cola and Mountain Dew or mix together soda with blue energy drinks to make fallouts quantum version of the drink. Fans of the game will also be familiar with variations such as Nuka-Cola Victory, Cherry and Dark. So that's what we're getting here. And if you're going, wait, what? Cream soda, Coca-Cola and Mountain Dew. Uh, So, okay, here we go. Hold on to your space pants. Nuka-Cola Classic. This is how you make it according to the article. Yes, you heard right. One 16 ounce bottle of cream soda. No specific brand, just cream soda. Okay. One 16 ounce bottle of Coca-Cola. They could have just said some generic cola flavor, but specifically Coca-Cola goes into this formation of Nuka-Cola. I guess that's a little bit accurate on the nose, maybe. And then we end up with the third item here. One ounce bottle of, and this can depend on what you have available here, Mountain Dew Mellow Yellow. 
Okay, similar. Or Sprite. Not caffeinated at all. Also, not really taste. Doesn't, I don't know, Mountain Dew. I'm, I love soda. Sprite, you're not Mountain Dew or Mellow Yellow. You don't taste like either of those things. And yet somehow that creates classic new cult. I know, now I know that these articles are all about just having something that's fun and palatable at a party. But this creates a large variety of options here. Cream soda, Nuka-Cola, and Mountain Dew, or Mellow Yellow, or Sprite, a little bit weird. But you mix these three together and put it in a punch bowl, and you've got Nuka-Cola. This is classic. This one, I don't, I can't imagine what this tastes like. If, if one of you out there wants to put this together and try it, please let me know what this tastes like. It probably tastes a lot like my childhood where I just mixed all the sodas together, but specifically cream soda, Coca-Cola, and let's just go with Mountain Dew because that that's the better of the three. Anyway, that's the first one. Now, if you're interested in a Nuka-Cola Quantum, then this is what you do. You, you get one 16 ounce can of Monster Ultra Blue Energy Drink because of the blue and it's an energy drink, I guess. Then one cup of Gatorade Icy Charge, also blue, and two cups of Mountain Dew Voltage. No Coca-Cola, none in this one, just all of that other stuff, make a shiny blue concoction that sounds kind of like death. I think this gives you a heart attack. I'm not sure. If you decide to try it and you survive, let me know. If you don't survive, don't blame me, blame the article. I'm just relaying the information. Then we have Nuka-Cola Cherry, everybody's favorite, right? I would imagine in the world of Nuka-Cola, Cherry's up there with one of the top sellers, right? So two 16 ounces or 16 ounce bottles of, you guessed it, Cherry Coca-Cola. And then get this, a Monster Ultra Black Energy Drink. That's the combination. So two 16 ounces of each, Cherry Coca-Cola, pretty on the nose, right? But then you need to add an ultra black energy drink for monster. I don't know what that one tastes like. Probably like Skittles ground down into a pulp and then dropped in carbonated water. Uh, also probably gives you a heart attack. <laughs> Just this with, with caution. Then we have Nuka-Cola victory. This one's interesting. So five cups, 1.2 liters of orange soda, Again, no brand. And in my experience, the brand matters, guys. Crush is the best. Go with Crush. Then three cups of orange Gatorade. Okay. Keeping you hydrated. And two cups of another monster drink, uh, Monster Ultra Sunrise. This becomes Nuka-Cola Victory. I have a feeling that um, Victory for this one would include being able to fall asleep at some point. Then the last one, and this one's, uh, here we go. Um, You need to be uh, of age to uh, drink adult beverages for this one. So again, hold on to your space pants. Nuka-Cola Dark, five cups of Coca-Cola. This is mostly Coca-Cola, but the other half of this roughly is other stuff. So let's add in some, uh, some fruit to this. We've got raspberry syrup. Okay, sounds pretty thick. Then we're going to add in, that's one cup of that, and then a half cup of caramel syrup, or caramel, depending on where you're from. This sounds super thick, but 
don't worry, because we're going to cut this with two cups of a fruity cognac like Hennessy Black. Sound delicious? I Again, I'm not really sure what this is going to taste like, but maybe we need to have a tasting party to find out. All of these sound gross, <laughs> maybe a little appealing, or at least I'm curious to see what they taste like, but mostly gross. And then the article goes into more detail about how to mix these, which is basically pour them into a container and mix them in the proper amounts, because this recipe is not difficult. Thanks, SEO stuff. I used to run the SEO department at a marketing company and I totally know why they do these things the way they do is because it works for search but uh yeah that's you really don't need any more information than that on this webpage that's what we got guys those are your concoctions for creating your own nuka-cola please let me know if you try this out I would love to have you join us on the robots radio discord there's a link in the description of the show or just search it it's up on the website too robotsradio.net and thanks for tuning in again. We're going to get even deeper into actual in-game recipes for Nuka-Cola on the next episode. Thanks for being here. And if, you, if you're looking for any other shows that I do, go to robotsradio.net for my other lorecasts, including the Lord of the Rings lorecast and the other shows on the network from all of our other creators. And if you're looking at creating your own podcast, if you, if you want to do that. There's a way for you to get involved with us on there as well. And we can help men. I, I specifically will help mentor you into creating your own successful podcast and maybe even launching your podcast career. So go check that all out. Robotsradio.net. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, please be careful with how you ingest these real world Nuka Colas. And as always, stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. plug into everything else we're doing check out robotsradio.net reach out to me on twitter at robots underscore radio check out the robots radio rocket club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast starting a new podcast or helping your current podcast grow there's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well and you can always talk with us and the entire community over 2,000 people on the robots radio discord Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.